0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Tinkling Tales podcast. This is your host, Cory, And today I have, after a long time, today I have a longer um, episode for you. So if it bores you to death, then I'm very sorry. You can close this at any point of time. You're under no obligation to finish this. So um, this is actually part of a novella that I wrote a while ago, um, possibly in the early part of or the late part of 2019 i forgot but this is the first chapter of that novella and um the name of the novella was survi from the sidelines survi from the sidelines okay so it's about a girl named survi as the title suggests um uh, there is such a different kind of um emotion that is Uh, linked with this particular novella like um, I'm deeply connected to this novella this particular novella because it was the first longer piece of fiction that I wrote and also because uh, I was pretty um, naive so to speak and childish when I wrote it I don't think I uh, finished writing this in 2019 I think I finished editing this um, uh, making the first or second round of edits to it in 2019 this was written long before Uh, I don't even remember when but I kind of just stumbled upon it when um, I was going through old word documents and I found this and I thought that this is something that deserves to be worked at and before uh, before making this into um, a thing a readable thing because before uh, editing it was even worse (laughs) I shouldn't call my, my own beloved work worse but it was not very good professionally i don't think it's very professional even now even after all the edits but it's innocent you know like sometimes when you turn back and think about the kind of person you were in the past you just feel um you just feel uh, a different kind of sentiment towards that person you know like it's you but that you it was so innocent and that you were so naive. She or if you are he, then he had no idea what what was in store for her or him. and But they still faced the world the best they could. And that was you and you are the person you are now wiser than that person, hopefully. It's still you, but both of you are the same person if I'm not confusing you to, you know... To your wit's end and uh, in any case let's just uh, let's just end this blabber here and um, start with today's episode so what i'm going to do is basically just simply read the first chapter of the novella surpi from the sidelines and the name of the first chapter is stand at ease and this is uh, this novella can be if you feel like reading it under no obligation uh, let me remind that one more time under just a gentle reminder one more time this you are under no obligation to read it but if you feel like reading it then it is um it is incorporated in a crooked keepsake that is um a compilation basically of all the childish stuff that i wrote and edited back when i was younger uh, younger than my 23 years now so yes Uh, okay stand at ease and also if you don't you don't have to even buy this thing if you feel like reading it then this first chapter and i think the first or the second i think the first three chapters are available on my insta account uh, on my page at the strange shadow so if you feel like reading then just you can go there and read but, but uh, I won't push it. Otherwise, you'll think that I'm just being a hypocrite here. Okay. okay. So, thank you so much if you stayed till this point. Um, let's just start. Okay. Stand at ease is the first chapter. So, here we go. Okay. I stood before the looking glass, trying to admire the reflection in it. There was nothing to admire about this short, thin girl in front of me. I did like my hair though. It had grown quite long over the past year, now brushing against my shoulders in smooth waves. It was an astounding feat considering my struggles in trying to convince Deuta not to take me to the barber for another bob cut. I wanted my hair to grow. It was the single feature that succeeded in making me look somewhat like the girls my age. Oh, it's turning. Okay. You sound like one of those whimpering chicks, Joy Dada commented when I told him about my staunch decision to either have my hair cut in the parlor or not to have one at all. You can't blame me. Which 12 year old girl still gets her hair cropped by a barber? Probably pretty ones who can manage to look like a girl even with the shortest priory of hair you'll ever see. I knew a girl like that once but don't ask me about her. It gives me a highly reactive inferiority complex. I do admit Bimal Chacha gives the best head massages in the world though. He has a way of making your skull rattle and keep on rattling long after he is done. But whatever. I am a girl, I said, frowning at him suit yourself but don't expect me to sacrifice my social image by taking you to the parlor dada said ending the topic fine i grumbled so that's how it came to be i hadn't ever had my hair this long before and it tickled the edges of my face and neck but i was proud of my mane all the same though i couldn't though i wouldn't mind Having some long bouncy curls like those actresses in the TV serials or Tanya from our class. She had gorgeous curls. It almost gave one the impression that they were done by some beautician. Very sorry for the background noise. It's almost dinner time. Okay. And I'm hungry kind of so. Uh, Where were we? This is so immature isn't it? Oh my god. Bimal Chacha asked about you yesterday. Dada declared as he walked into the room fixing his school tie. I jerked out of my trance. Really? I asked eagerly, feeling happy that the good old gentleman does miss our lively chats after all. I had been having the disconcerting feeling that he had forgotten about my existence altogether. Yeah, nope, Dada smirked. Can you please stop eating my head? I'm already late, I said. When are you not late? He retorted back. I frowned before giving up. Fighting is pointless, especially with people who you can't beat at words anyway. I turned back to the mirror and started adjusting my red hairband and practicing a professional smile. I would be reciting a poem in front of the school assembly today and I wanted to look as elegant as possible. I didn't want to ruin this again. Subu. I heard him calling me again. Hmm? I said, not looking at him. All the best, I heard him say. Turning in his direction, I saw him smiling at me. It effortlessly injected a shot of reassurance in me. I wish he would smile like this more often instead of smirking. This side of Dada was nicer, warmer. It had a way of making you feel good. You know what? I think I'm going to do just fine don't give a damn about anything oh my god why is the cooker whistling so much of course i know why it is whistling so much because it's dinner time why didn't i not pick a different time oh should i just cancel this right here and start over some other time there it goes again i'm so sorry for whoever is having to suffer through my uh totally Mm, blasphemous episode, should I say? What is the what is even the accurate meaning of blasphemy? I don't even know. That's a hypocrite right there. You see? Okay. Okay. I think that's the last one. You you hear that whistle? That's the last one. I'm I'm like I'm positive it's the last one. Yes. Ten, nine. Okay. Ten, nine is too long. 1 three, two, one. Five, four three two one okay no more whistles okay let's continue i'm very sorry for the distraction okay so if you're still here thank you so much thank you so 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 much okay don't give a damn about anybody else it's just you and your stage you'll be fine besides i'll be right there he said his childlike energy made me suppress a laugh i decided to return his smile with one from my own That is what a true warrior does, right? Come on, Dada, it's just a poem recital, I said, chuckling. You owe me a head massage tonight, he said instead. My mouth went ajar. But I did give you a head massage last night, I said. That just partially covered the dent in my pocket money from feeding you four plates of Malai Pani Puri, he said. Come on now, he gobbled up five whole plates of Pani Puris himself. Himself, Who says himself? Oh my God, I should really shut this. But again, 10 minutes has passed and I don't want to start over again. And we don't even call it Pani Puris. Why did I write Pani Puri? We call it Puska. Come on now, he gobbled. This has to be the most unprofessional and most amateurish book reading session in the history of book reading sessions everywhere. Come on now, he gobbled up five whole plates of puchkas. I'm going to say puchkas because that's what we call it. I don't know why I'm being pretentious and writing pani puris by writing pani puri here instead of puska because we clearly call it puska. Okay, phuska sounds better than pani puri. No, just it's it's just a bias. I'm very okay. Okay, just stop with the sorries. Oh my God, come on now. He gobbled up five whole plates of pani puris himself. Puskas himself. <laughs> I arched my brows and drew my mouth into a tight line in an attempt to display my most menacing look. I can be really dangerous when I want to. This is true though. I can be really dangerous when I want to. He simply shrugged before walking away for breakfast. Are you sure you can do this? Nita ma'am asked me for the third time. Yes, ma'am. I breathed out. You're shaking like crazy she said, an anxious look hovering over her concerned face. Someone called her from the other side of the school grounds and she strolled away in her usual hurried gait. Something is not right. Is my hair okay? God, it's too cold today. I stood shuddering in the late January air. My mind had turned into a steaming bowl of leftover khichdi and my legs were cold noodles. I rubbed my palms together and exhaled. It made a puff escape into the mist surrounding me. Did my blazer become somewhat thinner and my skirt shorter by any means? My bare legs felt frozen, making me shudder all the all the more. They don't allow you to wear leggings to school. It, it was so unfair that rules like this don't apply to boys. Maybe we could start a rebel. I could have worn my cream-colored slacks though, but it didn't cross my mind in all of my nervousness. Why does everybody look so daunting all of a sudden? I heard my name being announced and straightened myself up. The concrete platform was just a few steps away. I started moving towards it, step by step. This had to turn out good. I can't waste every single opportunity of public speaking that comes my way. Ma believed that I could become a great orator someday. Needless to say, it didn't solve my doubts regarding that belief. I bet even the chupacabra's mom tells it, it's pretty. And my fear of the crowds was beyond anything words can describe. I just couldn't do it. Surbi Saikya, you're asked to come on stage, the head girl repeated over the microphone. I did. Look at the pine trees in the back, don't look at the people, Dada had said. How could I not when they were just right there? when they were right there in hundreds, staring at me as a death-cold silence engulfed the entire campus. I couldn't even hear the familiar buzz of the noisy students lining up. Why was everyone so quiet today? I began. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, I said. Sorry I couldn't travel both. And being one traveler long, I stood and, and, and... Look down one as far, I heard Nita prompting me, and look down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. I recited, uplifted all of a sudden, and then took the other just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, and then it happened. I turned blank. B-L-A-N-K blank trust me when i tell you this the spotless mind is not eternally sunny far from it okay so this is this is um uh, like the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind reference right here okay just i broke from the um scheme of things to tell you this i don't even know why i did that maybe i was just trying to sound cool or something that is why I wrote this into this sentence. Okay, but any anyway, this is absolutely true. You know, like the spotless mind is not very sunny. It's actually very scary because nothing is going on inside the spotless mind. It's spotless. It's it's spotless as in it is blank. It's completely blank. You don't know what is happening. You can't process anything that is happening in your environment. You know, and even it's like seeing things that are happening, but you are not you're just seeing them you're not seeing them you're just looking at them but you're not seeing things if it happens like that you know you can't process anything it might as everybody might have been aliens and everything might have been uh might be like like everything might have been said in some foreign language or everyone might have been some ufo creatures or you know stuff like that it's just very scary <laughs> And this is an actual uh, event, not even event, event um, an incident that happened when I was younger. Um, and after this, a lot of, you know, stage fright induced embarrassments have happened in my life. But this was by far the most serious one because I took this very seriously okay back then i was very very serious and now also i think i am serious but i have learned to laugh at myself better than i had learned i had not even learned at all to laugh at myself back then so it was very difficult to cope with difficult situations um like if you're interested then i could tell you about uh, this one time um years from this episode happened when from when this episode happened like perhaps about This happened when I was 12 years old, so when I was about 14 years old, uh, in another school, in another town, uh, but the same kind of scenario happened. And and the thing was that, oh, I'm moving away from the initial topic, right? I still have a few paragraphs to complete, so I think I should just finish this thing, because only a few paragraphs are left, so I'm not going to... um, make this even more amateurish than it already has become up till this point so I'll, I'll just finish with the rest of the paragraphs and then i'll tell you what happened okay i could hear okay so let's start from then it happened again okay then it happened i turned black blank b l a n k blank trust me when i tell you this the spotless mind is not eternally sunny far from it I could still hear ma'am saying something from behind me, but her words came as illegible mumblings. My palms turned clammy and my ears red-hot while my heartbeat broke all previous records. "'Go, just say thanks and go,' the head girl said, trying to handle the situation. "'Sorry, uh, thanks,' I managed to mutter before walking away at a rapid pace." I keep disappointing people, I keep letting myself down. My head was a heavy burden over my soldiers as I walked down the platform. I heard a familiar voice calling my name. I followed its direction and found my class row drained of every last ounce of energy I had. Surbhi here, Tina called, hands swinging in midair. I took my position in front of her in the line. She was a couple of inches taller than me. Yeah, stand right there. Right here, she said, jolting me by the soldiers. I nodded feebly, in no mood to talk. You're okay, Tina said with pity. Don't worry about it. I gave her a small smile. I wish I could turn off my stage fright with a single click of some hidden mind switch, or I could just disappear from the face of the earth. Stand at ease, the head boy commanded. Attention! Stand at ease! Attention! You may now go to your respective classes in line so that is the end of uh, the first chapter of surbi from the sidelines and the second chapter is called because karma is for real um but it is for another day if you guys like it then tell me then i'll or maybe if you guys don't even like it then i'll still make it maybe as an episode um hopefully more professionally than this one has become this is 19 minutes of pure you know blabbering nonsense not nonsense I don't I won't say that everything I say is nonsense it's not it's just random and spontaneous and amateurish a lot of things but not nonsense I think I don't yeah so uh, what I was talking about earlier was that this thing this incident was inspired from something real that happened because that is what most of us do when we write we are trying to basically um, writing actually serves as an outlet Is what I very strongly believe. It helps us to direct negative energy sometimes, sometimes positive energy, sometimes negative energy into a productive um, direction, into a fruitful, you know, into a meaningful work, into a fruitful, productive um, like entity, probably. Because, yes, so I won't drift away again. I'll just come to what I was saying earlier. Um, years from when this happened when i was 12 years old this happened with me and this is the only stage fright uh, stage fright incident i wrote about this is the first instance um that i wrote about about my stage fright but stressed. why is it so difficult to pronounce things nowadays my tongue gets twisted all the time like stage fright how do you say stage fright in a sentence without getting a jumble stage fright stage fright stage fright yes okay so this was the first incidence or incident of stage fright that i wrote about but before that many other times it happened and it happened terribly but i did not write about it but the thing is when i wrote about it i learned to kind of um not be so hard on myself i don't know it just helped me release the bad energy probably like the more Judgmental energy. Like we are the most judgmental on ourselves, no? So that is a universal truth, except for narcissists. So narcissists are a different uh, species altogether. So let's not talk about them and waste our time. Okay. So um, what I was saying earlier is that when I was 14 years old, um, in a different school because we had moved towns, we had shifted homes and schools back then, and I was in seventh or eighth grade. 14 years old 7th or 8th grade probably or 9th 9th probably so um in my old school in the school where this incident took place we did not have houses okay we did not have like a red house greenhouse or uh, sometimes it's not red green blue yellow no sometimes the houses have different names like uh, in harry potter it's gryffindor or Slytherin or ravenclaw a ravenclaw right here okay so i'm a ravenclaw Sometimes it says I am a Hufflepuff and sometimes it says I am a Ravenclaw. So I am not really sure what I am. But my Hogwarts test, uh, my BuzzFeed test says that I am a Ravenclaw and my Hogwarts test says that I am a Hufflepuff. So I don't know. Okay. But whatever. This, um, um, what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. So this incident took place in the school where we did not have houses. Okay. There was no system of houses. So when, um, I moved to this new school it was bigger than my old school and there were houses in it There were this all March pass parades and stuff like that and I had no idea what those things were and it was so embarrassing not to know what they are and I asked my mother and my mother explained things to me that's my father coughing he does that to freak us out because I got at him really hard one time like why do you do that do you have some problem in your neck but no he doesn't have problem in his neck he just does that out of habit you know and it is so harmful for the neck when you do the, that on a chronical manner but it's no use explaining that to him because it you know when you do so a hard no so deeply then it just it it might injure your neck right when you put such pressure into it but it's no use explaining that to him so oh god I drifted again okay so what I was talking about earlier did I say when what I was talking about earlier for more than five times in a row? Maybe I did. I'm very sorry for being annoying. Okay. So what happened? Let's just put in point what happened that day. So uh, everything was getting sorted out. Okay. I was, I was getting the hang of it. I had understood what houses are. Uh, and even um, um, I'm not going to brag or anything. But uh, in the second year, of this uh, of my getting shifted into this new school I even got got to be the uh, house prefect of red house okay and the second year a third year I got to be the house prefect of green house so here is what the trouble began okay so what happened is that uh, the house prefects they they also have to conduct the assembly okay and they have houses week of uh, conducting the assembly so the next week is going to be red houses the third week is going to be yellow houses then blue houses week of um, conducting the assembly so um so at one point i had to uh, i had to um, kind of announce who is going to uh, who is going to say the next thing, like uh, like this? Uh, very good morning to everyone present here. Then I'll say the news articles of that day, and then I'll have to, you know. And now I'd like to request the name of the person, okay? And uh, insert the name of the person, and then, um, mm, and then to come up here and come up here for the speech of the day, or the thought of the day, or stuff like that. Okay. So everything is okay, fine. But what happened is that uh, somehow. I have this very embarrassing uh, neck of, not embarrassing neck. I have this neck of embarrassing myself in the most inappropriate situations. Okay, like where you won't even think that anybody would would screw this up. I sc- I'll surprise you and screw that particular thing up. You know, like just a few days ago, what happened is that we were giving our seminars and it was late and I was tired and we and sir had given us strictly eight minutes to finish the whole presentation okay and i had multiple slides i had more than the given number of slides okay i couldn't compress it enough like i couldn't compress it from uh, 10 slides to say six uh, slides so it was it was my bad actually it was my shortcoming but whatever so what happened is that i was saying and saying and towards the end uh, when already seven minutes had passed and i had to just uh, conclude it very quickly then my speed got so uh, so i got so fast in talking and in explaining like this happens here calcesin happens here calcesin comes in and uh so it, it happened so fast that i started laughing okay and i started laughing really bad you have no idea what kind of laughing i'm talking about when i start laughing nobody can make me stop including myself okay until and unless like i physically shut my mouth i can't once you know it happens like uh there are these dog memes you know of this dog getting logged in shit crazy mode i get logged in shit laughter mode And unless I physically, uh, like, force myself to shut up, I can't shut up laughing. And it's so embarrassing. And that day, I started laughing because I was talking so fast. And everybody started laughing with me. I know that because in the group, everyone, everyone was saying that, have you inhaled laughing gas or something, nitric oxide or something? So... Um, but thankfully sir wasn't there at that time so what i'm i'm just trying to put the point across here that i do weird stuff okay and i'm a weird person so what I, i just realized that i have still not come to the point oh my god how are you still bearing with me 30 minutes of nonsense okay now i am designating this as nonsense i have been blabbering utter nonsense from that time okay Okay, okay, I'll just say it in one sentence what happened is that You remember I said that in the second year uh, of my getting shifted to this new school I got to be the red house prefect And in the third year I got to be the green house prefect Okay, red green So I was so used to, I was so accustomed to saying A very good morning to everyone present here My name is Gauri Bora from red house Okay, so what happened is that Now I was in green house But I said red house and it wouldn't have been so funny, okay? It wouldn't have been so funny if I had just continued, okay? If I had just made the mistake and continued like normal, it wouldn't have been funny. If I had just said that, a very good morning to everyone present here, my name is Gauri Priya Bora from Red House. Red House, then I would be. I would realize that this is my, um, that I made a mistake and I just continue, sorry, greenhouse. And like a sensible, like a mature person, I would have just continued through the rest of the, whatever I was going to say. But it didn't happen like that. What happened instead is that... <clears throat> a very good morning to everyone present here. My name is Gauri Priya Bora from Red... Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, Greenhouse. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I still remember in vivid detail, the entire playground laughed at me, that like you could hear the ha 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 for five seconds, for a solid five seconds, five or 10 seconds, not 10 seconds, 10 is too much, but seven seconds, maybe. Ha, ha ha the whole class a whole not class all the classes from ki- lower kindergarten to class 10 everyone was there all the sisters all the teachers and i was red i had gone completely red like a tomato and and for months later for weeks and months later i like everyone was talking about hey greenhouse <laughs> like everyone was calling me greenhouse then but the thing is um I like I kind of took myself lightly you know that that time and I hadn't learned to take myself lightly when I was younger and this is something that I think I um I can relate to with Ruskin Bond you know the great writer Ruskin Bond I share birthdays with him by the way which is a great honor I'm so so happy that my mother decided to give birth to me on that particular day the day when Ruskin Bond was born um my mother didn't decide, probably, it was the universe deciding. So, I'm so glad the universe thought to make that, um, how to give me such a happy coincidence. So, he too said once in an interview that um, when he was younger, everyone used to tell him, What an angry young man you are, skin like that. And now, when he is older, he's in his late 80s. So, now. Everyone says to him that, what a funny old man you are, Ruskin. How did Laskin. say, Ruskin? Ruskin. What a funny old man you are, Ruskin. So that's what I want to hear from people. Probably the kind of comment that I want to hear from people when I get older. Like, I want people to see, not just people to see, but I want myself to be a an old lady who is very weird. An old lady who wears bright pastel colors or bright colors you know bright pastel kind of color, summery kind of colors or um, just nice bright colors okay and also uh, travels a lot okay and does stuff you know like varied kind of stuff um that would be a fun old woman to be if uh, if the universe decides to let me live for that much long so yeah So this is hopefully the end of my nonsense right here. 33 minutes and 7 seconds. Thank you so much for bearing with me. If you have bearded with me until this long, then thank you so, so, so much. And God bless you. Um, You're truly generous and truly, truly kind. And I mean it. Uh, Thanks a lot. And I'll see you again. And hopefully in a shorter episode next time. Thank you so much. This was Gauri Priya Bora on Tinkling Tales. Bye-bye.